Last time on The Cellcast, the animated series. Blah. 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 The machines he's invented. Yeah. Audacity. Let's see. Audible's a different thing entirely. Yeah, completely different. It, it, right. it has to do with audio. Why is it when I typed in the Lone Ranger, it went to Airheads? Blah. So uh, join us next time when... <laughs> Cartoons. The Animated Frontier. These are the voyages of the Cellcast podcast. It's continuing mission to explore strange new cartoons, to seek out new animation styles and new creative storytelling methods, to boldly go where so few ever go again. Christian Reek Central Network. Reek Reek Central Rock Rock. Hey, Scoop. What are you doing, man? I don't know. I'm supposed to be reading an ad. <laughs> All right, hold on. Give me, give me it. Okay. <laughs> All right. This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast, the animated series. Joining me today is a man who thought Boo was actually a cheer, Jacob. Boo. Boo. do you do? <laughs> Why, thank you. I'd like to introduce our co-host, a man who just wants everybody to like him. Welcome, Drew. Doesn't everybody want them people to like them? Exactly. Exactly. Today, of course, we are talking about the season one, episode two, Rapunzel's Enemy. Dum-dum-dum. It aired on March 31st, 2017 was directed by Steven Sandoval and written by Kay Matilla. And it guest stars Richard Kind as Uncle Monty. If you ever saw the sitcom back in the 90s, Spin City, he played the character of Paul Lasseter. And in the movie Inside Out, he played Bing Bong, your imaginary friend. Yeah. (laughs) So getting into the summary of this episode. During the annual Gopher Festival, Rapunzel is booed by a man in the crowd when she shows her new emblem to the people of Corona. After finding out that the person who booed her is an elderly shopkeeper whom everyone loves, Rapunzel is determined to uncover the reason for Uncle Monty's disapproval of her, even if it means disguising herself. Eventually, she inspires Monty to participate in the Gopher Festival tournament, but during the race, she has to rescue him from a waterfall blowing her disguise. Monty explains that he booed her because he doesn't like all the changes in the kingdom that has occurred since her return. The two remain enemies, but respect each other. Monty wins the race, and Rapunzel boos him as a sign of their special relationship. At his sweets shop, Monty looks very proudly at his trophy, realizing he wouldn't have won if Rapunzel hadn't helped him follow his dream. Going into the trivia for this, uh, Monty's design was inspired by both Captain Kangaroo and uh, Eric Goldberg, who was the animator of the genie in the movie Mm -hmm. Aladdin. And as another little interesting bit of trivia, this show technically takes place somewhere in Europe. Gophers are native to North America. (laughs) That was interesting. (laughs) So I am kind of curious how gophers got there in the first place to at least have 10 different races involving this catching this gopher. Yeah, what do they do? They're like, oh, when you go to the new world, pick up these little things called gophers 
for us because we really need them for a certain special event. And he, Thank and, you. And here's the thing. Technically, if the gophers came over, they would then become an invasive species, True. destroying most of Europe. So that would be us thanking the Europeans for bringing us pigs and all the wild boars in this area. That is true. But also, we would have bacon. You can get bacon. That I'm is just true. saying the pigs should not have been allowed to leave their bends. And let's face it, apparently all you have to do is accidentally give this rodent dimberries? Dimberries. In order for them to go crazy cuckoo enough to where you, they almost are nigh uncatchable. Flynn being Flynn, it's got more, the wrong one. And got you, the wrong one and, and admittedly, messed everything up. And admittedly, the names are so close together they that are. I can understand why he got confused. And they are a blueberry. Yes. Anyway, getting into this episode. Right. As we already, not like we already haven't. This is not my favorite episode we've watched so far. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I like Richard Kind's performance as Uncle Monty. Yeah. But this is a weird episode. Okay. I under- I get it, but I also don't get it. Right. If that makes any sense. Right. I mean, sure. I like the idea that there is the one guy who everyone likes, doesn't like her, solely because she's changed everything since she come back. Right. She changed the symbol for the Gopher Goodwill Festival. Yeah. She is a royal who goes around not wearing any shoes. I don't have anything wrong with that myself. Uh, <laughs> except when you're outside. It's like, that's the one thing I don't understand about her. It's, How tough is her feet? Apparently, it, like the like her hair, almost indestructible. Yes, but that predates the, the, the show, because this is like this in the movie. Yeah. I understand why in her tower she wouldn't have it, but her, her, her feet must be, as we said, nigh indestructible because she has to step on rocks sometimes. Yeah. It's impossible not to. Not to mention walking around the streets of uh, Corona. Those rocks have to get hot with the sun beating down you on them. You would think so. That's just my thoughts on the matter. Anyway, I get the idea that he just doesn't like her. Yeah. And it's one thing to boo her at that thing. Yeah. And to have something against her. And even as she's trying to get him to like her. Right. I can understand why he might be a little upset about the way she goes about this stuff. The one that gets me is when she's sitting there at the cafe and the carriage goes by and he just sticks his head out and goes, boo. It's like, you, sir, are rude. (laughs) You don't do that. Even if you don't like somebody, you keep your mouth shut and go past it let them go you don't just boo them to their face when they happen to be sitting somewhere at a cafe while you happen to be driving past and plus she's the princess of corona yeah it's not the wisest no it's not i mean like i understand everybody likes uncle monty but i don't think uncle monty could get away with that technically i mean i get it at the at the the beginning because that's a crowd you can hide in a crowd I get that, but just coming right up to her face while she's just sitting there trying to eat or relax or something and just sticking your head out the window and just shouting boo or that's that's a step too far. Just just a little bit. That's that's the kind of point that if it happened to me, I wouldn't have started worrying about him not liking me. I go, this guy's just a jerk. <laughs> Maybe I'm just the only one to see it because everyone else uh is in love with the dude but yeah. anyway okay to your point rapunzel's been in a tower for 18 years right this is like what six months maybe maybe six months to a year that she's acclimating to being around people doesn't like she even says in the episode be like i don't know what boo means yeah she doesn't know what it means that, so. that, that part i like it's just everyone in town loves this guy and he likes everyone else in town but her 
Yeah. This is not her fault. Right. This is the king's fault because he's allowing all this change to happen. Yeah. My thought on this is the fact that Monty's ex- his reasoning behind not liking Rapunzel mm-hmm. is kind of weak. But in a lot of cases, when you just irrationally don't like somebody, the reasoning is weak. Yeah, I agree with you there. I, I have nothing wrong with him not liking her. Yeah. For the reasons he gives in the show. Right. Let's face it. How many of us last year were upset, not because of the coronavirus hitting, but because of the changes. Right. It affected uh, It affected on our lives at oh, that yeah. time. Just because a change... And let's face it, how many people get mad every presidential election, not because oh, gosh, somebody so- won, although a lot of times that is what it is, but because, oh, now we're not in power anymore and there's going to be lots of change. How many people get mad because people get attached to strange things and he was attached to the way had been run in the town yeah since or in the kingdom since who knows how long and she and her return happened to cause a bunch of changes to occur yeah most of the changes were inconsequential in reality yeah but to monty it was i mean it was upsetting in my mind i'm still thinking back to back to before ever after yeah lady kane being so having an entire revenge plot on basically the same thing uh-huh. is a lot stronger than i just don't like you changed everything <laughs> yeah I, I agree with you it's, agree it, with it's you the that. same concept like you made all, all these changes happen because of you rapunzel mm-hmm. but in her case it caused her to be essentially orphaned whereas this guy i can't tell he was negatively affected in reality whatsoever yeah it was, by it, these it, changes it's just i don't like it it's like it's fine to not like it. Yeah. Get over yourself. Yeah, pretty much. We said earlier the gopher the gopher festivities, the mm-hmm. gopher festival, what have you. The fact that of course Yuji messes something up. Who surprised? Yeah, and also there it's the running theme of having Cass and Flynn or Eugene always butting heads. It's like mm-hmm. most of the series, these two are butting heads beyond belief. It makes a sense. good example of this. And mm-hmm. it's, it's Cass trying to prove herself. It's yeah. like her father's the captain of the guard. Later on, she wants to be this, and we'll get to that later. But um, it's it's Cass always wanting to prove herself. Like, almost every other episode, she's trying to prove herself. And uh, having be like, oh, I've been given this, uh, the privilege of watching over the gopher. Mm-hmm. And tending to the gopher's needs. And, of course, Yuji messes it up. <laughs> An, an odd job to give to the lady in waiting of the princess. Yeah. Who still needs someone to watch over her that understands the decorum of being a ruler. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But at the same way, I can understand it story wise because you want other characters to be doing something else rather than be like yeah. watching over somebody. I Granted, I agree with you. And this but, being a story that primarily takes place in town. They're not going out elsewhere. I don't even think Max and uh, the lady horse, whose name I can't think of, I don't think they're even in this episode. No, but I don't. It just seems like it's it's just weird. Yeah, it's it's a little bit weird. I enjoyed the episode. I mean, it was a good episode. It was a lot of fun. Uh, And I I just laugh every time Eugene messes things up. I just love it. And I don't remember there was any tie tie ups, tie ins, or tangled up. Mm-hmm. In this episode, I'm not. I'm not sure, but uh, I'm pretty sure something from this episode will be kind of tied into something later. Well, we do know just from when I looked it up that there's at least one other episode with Monty in yeah. it. Yeah. So that will at least come up. I'm assuming 
before the end of season one. Right. But I can't imagine what was introduced in this episode that would go forward. Mm. Who knows? But we'll, anyway, we'll see. We'll, we'll see it when it gets there. Yeah. Join us next time as we get into season one, episode three, Fitzherbert P.I. This is going to be fun. <laughs> Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast. Oh, boy. So where can they find you, Jacob? You can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. Also on Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw each and every day. I don't get to it as often as I like, but uh, join me there. Also, you can find me on Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. On Twitter at Jacob Heron. And Letterboxd at Jacob Heron. So where can they find you, Drew? You can also follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759. Facebook as Drew Dodgen. Uh, my Facebook page where you can see pictures I've taken at Drew's Photo Bin. You can also follow me on Twitter at GGeorge759. You can email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cast underscore cell. You can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thecellcastgaming. You can also follow us on YouTube at cellcast. Listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and your favorite podcast directory. You can also listen to us on the Movie of the Week podcast with Jim Heron, where we talk about live-action movies. And remember, Cell is a single single L. L.